Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul, Angeline, and today we're talking about methods to making PCs. Methods, or how you make a PC. So you're talking about rolling up a character, right? A lot of times in the old days, uh, uh, there was not. Was that when they're before the the wheel? <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Uh, when I was just a wee lad. I was making characters, and you would just roll roll dice, and it made its attributes, and uh, and that was it. So it was pretty random, right? It was pretty random. Obviously, what you rolled for your attributes, let's say D&D, original D&D and AD&D, you rolled your attributes using three six-sided dice. Though in AD&D, they give you that the alternate methods of rolling up characters, which bumped up the average numbers a little bit. Like rolling 4d6, dropping the worst die, and adding the other three dice. And that, that kind of helped out a lot as far as making characters not so terribly terrible, right? Because if uh, you rolled a three, you were, you know, you needed to just start over. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a lot of times when we were playing, my brother specifically was very adamant about rolling. You know, you know how he is about keeping to the rules. So we would have characters that were like, you had a, a six or a seven. You were stuck with those characters. So the average, you know, I think what the average on a three, six side dice is usually 10 or something like that. Uh, so sometimes the numbers were lower. We have a lot of nines, sevens. I think the worst character I had was like a six. But Felipe said, you know what, you can just let that make another character. So that's what a lot of times what we did is we would roll three six-sided dice and make like three or four characters and keep the best set of dice. Because then that, back then, you would have to roll uh, in order. And then AD&D came up and you go, you can put them in any order you want. Did he let you use four dice then? Yes, he did. Because he, that was in the book, right? That was a method in the book. And another thing is, is but when AD&D came out, well, in an original D&D, there was only like four cl- classes. There was a magic user, there was a fighter, and there was a cleric. That's three. That's three. And I think that's all there was. I think Blackhawk, or was it Blackhawk? Blackmore. There wasn't a thief? Blackmore came up with the, extra, the thief class. But yeah, the thief class. I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. But anyway, there was the, the primary three. And it didn't really matter what you rolled for, as long as like, for the fighter, he had a good strength and maybe a good constitution. And then the the cleric, he had to have good wisdom. And then the, the magic user had to have good uh, intelligence. Or at least a decent intelligence or decent uh, wisdom, which would be about at least over Okay, 12. now that you're done reminiscing. So that, that that's one way of making a character. And, I, and D&D, uh, AD&D kind of kind of mitigated the, that terrible rolling aspect with by having alternate ways of making a character. And because what happened is that they had added more character classes, right? One of the characters, the one of the character classes they added in D&D was the paladin. And he had to have a 17 charisma to be able to be a paladin. He had to have a, a certain level of strength, like a 10 constitution and a 12 strength. And then there was the monk who had to have like, two 15s and a 14 which was difficult uh to be so a lot of times you couldn't be those character classes unless you rolled really well the mitigating circumstance in AD&D was the fact that they added alternate ways of rolling up a character rolling up your attributes alternate so, ways yeah, right, so the there's 4D the force did they did they have the point by system then no okay no. so they had the 46 
and then they had uh, the regular roll three six side dice, and then there was one where you could roll uh, three six side dice, but just make like roll six times for each one, and make like six characters, and then you would take the best character number wise anyway. So they, you know, and it, it worked. You know, sometimes I was able to make. I, I finally was able to roll decently, and I made a, a paladin. I was able to make a paladin. He wasn't a great paladin, but he was one, and. And so that method was okay, you know, and that's that's the kind of random. Uh, the worst, worst, worse than that was probably totally random games like Gamma World, Traveler, Traveler, <laughs> where where not only are your uh, attributes random, but your skills are random, right? In in Traveler, you don't get to pick the skills you want; it's whatever you roll. And sometimes you die before you even finish making your character. <laughs> that was classic. Sometimes you wish you died before people, you made your character. Before you're done with your character. People are so enamored with that idea that you can die before you can even start playing. It's really horrible because you you're, you're making a character, and I don't. I experienced this a couple of years ago with when when Phil wanted to run Traveler. Or, or you guys asked him to, and he goes, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I don't remember how that came um, about. And yet. he said that you didn't have to die. Right. But I wish I would have died because I could make a different character because my character sucked so badly. I think you got kicked out kind of early, right? Cause you yes, I had no money, so I couldn't do anything. And my skill, I had no skills because I got I got kicked out of, the, out of the military. Yes. So that's that's totally random, right? And I really don't like that kind of method because it just sucks. And although some people really like it, I could see if you if you're rolling good or if you're not rolling good, you die. You know, your your character sucked anyway. So go ahead and make another one, yeah. right? Yeah, I see that. I can see that. No, I I, <laughs> I don't like that because like, and I'm not a fan of balanced games and you know everything has the party has to be balanced, but. Somebody could roll really well and get a character that they really like or one that they wanted just by pure chance. Let's say uh, either one of those two games, uh, Gamma World or uh, Traveler. Traveler, And somebody else could be like you. They could get kicked out of the military really early and they don't have a lot of skills. Their, their attributes are really crappy. And I know there's people out there. Well, you gotta role play those characters out. But, but when when you have another player who has this phenomenal character, and you have a total crap character, it's tough. It's tough to play that game. They're gonna be better at combat. They're gonna be better at their skills because they have better skills or more skills. They're gonna be be able to contribute to the party more than your two skill person that you had, <laughs> you know, at one. And and your skill was blades. <laughs> And I couldn't do anything with the blades. How many times do you shoot blades in space off? I mean, the traveler. I still had fun though. I'm just saying. Yeah, but your character was terrible. That had to do with the fact that the party I was in, they were pretty weird. So it was okay. I don't remember us being weird, but that's total possibility. Anyway, so that's probably my least favorite way of making characters. And. For example, D and D. When I went to third edition, you could ba- basically be any character class you wanted. Right. Also, was third edition when they did the point by system? I'm. I'm just. I keep yes. asking this question yes. because I think it's an important aspect of it. I know. I. I'm not sure third edition, but it definitely happened in Pathfinder. 
Or okay. At a point by system. Because I, since the boys have been around, it's been there because it must have been Pathfinder. Because the point by system sometimes turns out better than the even the four dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, yeah. I think the point by system depends on how many points you give the person because you could start a twenty point build, twenty two. Yes, point I, build, I know. Five, thirty two point build. So it all depends on the level that the the GM wants the characters to be in, in at least in Dungeons and Dragons. I think it probably was a point by system in third edition. I'm pretty sure. Well, that that ex- expanded the way that you could at least create your characters. Correct. So fifth. So by fifth edition, uh, now you can make any character you want, right? There's you don't have point. to have a certain. You don't have to have a certain charisma to be a. I don't. I don't know a sorcerer. They, yeah, or right. Like I don't that. think they have a uh, any limitations as far as that. You can be no. a sorcerer and have terrible charisma, or which not. which would make it hard to do your spells. Right. But you know, you could do it. You could, if if that's what you want, go for it. I, I think I don't know if Fifth Edition has a point by system. I think they do. they do. I believe they. I do. know they have the array where you have the numbers or pre made, and you just pick the numbers where you want. Like 15, 14, two twelves, two tens, and a nine, or something like that. But anyway, I don't usually like using the array. Uh, I've never used that. Yeah. I don't remember reading that one. But yeah. that doesn't so, mean anything. So D and D has had that that transformation from uh, ro- randomly rolling ca- randomly rolling stuff, and then and then now it's like you can basically make any character you want, and you can be any class you want. Easy, simple. So. I know this might be boring to some people because he's just talking about rolling dice. And I mean, the way you're, you're literally talking about making the character. Right. What about the character concept? Well, let me, let me continue. Let me continue. So, See, I knew he was going to get there sooner or later, but it's not yet. I also say that, that a lot of times when, when, the character, when, when the rules were you randomly rolled uh, attributes, a lot of times games had a built-in system where you can if you rolled really lousy they give you bonus points to make your character at least average right space opera had this you can throw in points to boost your attributes uh and stuff like that and the space opera was in 1981 so it, it, that idea has been around for quite a while and sometimes some games like i don't know why gamma world didn't figure something out like that like before because that third edition we played that was third edition and i think that came out in the 90s so i'm like what the hell well gamma world is is a special case because you're literally rolling for mutations you don't know what the mutations are going to be right and that's the way mutations are it's not like you that's how mutations happen randomly (laughs) i guess that's what they're going for anyway so another way of, of making characters that rules have come out with is uh well, before we go there, I'm going to take all that out. So I remember randomly rolling stuff. You kind of sometimes get characters that you didn't intend intend to make. For And I, I know I used the example before, but my COC character, Port Morgan's game, I, I had already had an idea in my head that I wanted a, a tough, two-fisted cop. I think that was Shannon's game. It was Shannon's game, sorry. But Morgan t- showed me how to make a character. Uh, a two-fisted cop, right? So after I rolled my at- attributes, his strength was crappy. His constitution was really low. But he had a pretty good intelligence or whatever it was. And so I made an academic character. I made an ancient historian, his- history professor. So, so, And I had a really fun time playing that character. I really, 
I got into that character and it was a character concept that I did not that I did not intend to play it and wasn't even on my radar. And I still had a lot of fun and I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's pretty neat. Sometimes having to play a role that you hadn't intended to in a in a role playing game. It really like what do you call it? It, it it's like actors, you know, being thrown on the spot. You know, you you plan for this play, part, but you're going to get this other one instead. And you know, as a as a as an actor, you just got to do it, right? Unless you say, "No, that's not the part I want to play." Whatever, you don't got to get, you don't want to get paid. Fine, whatever. But uh, well, I was told in Call of Cthulhu that you should roll up the char- the attributes and stuff first before you decide on the character concept. Well, yeah, I yeah, I know that now. But I was just thinking that I want to be a tough cop. I thought that would be a good fit for that game genre that genre. we were playing, and uh, it was not meant to be. So I think it's pretty neat that sometimes that could be a good idea. That something good like that can happen is that you have this, the dice determine what kind of character you're going to play. And that's pretty neat. The other method that people make characters is, is the life path or story path system. And I really like this one a lot. This is like you start off as a teenager and you make decisions as a teenager. Like, uh, are you going to be a good student, a bad student, or are you going to be a... In, uh, thug or whatever and then you continue do you go to college or do you go to military or do you go to trades and the first- these are old style games what or are we talking dark conspiracy or something exactly. okay That's, oh you read my mind so dark conspiracy was the first time i ever ran across this this type of system i know it was in other game systems i think fantasy fantasy war i think uh warhammer fantasy warhammer rpg had this kind of system and i really liked it in dark conspiracy because Depending on the character, character, the career choices you made, it would give you bonuses to your attributes, and it would give you a set of skills that you could pick from. And you would go from you you could go from you know every every I think it was every four years you got to decide what you wanted to do. So I went to uh, one of my characters went to college, right? He got a law degree. He practiced law for eight years, and then he ended up in prison. Now in life story path systems like that. The background, the story kind of writes itself almost, right? Uh, you can kind of envision this guy. He goes to college, you know, he, he becomes a lawyer, and then he ends up in prison. And you go, what the hell did he do to get up in prison, right? So you fill in the, ga- the gaps. You fill in the gaps of how this character became to be where he's at, and, and that's pretty neat. And you're, you're working with kind of like a, a wireframe of a, of, a, of a background, and you fill in all the... the the blanks and you have a pretty good character concept and background at the same time. I think that's what they were going for so that you could, could discover as you were making the character, right. The grittiness of the character or whatever, you know, so that you could, you didn't have to come up with ideas just off the top of your head right. or think about it for six weeks, trying to figure out what you wanted to do with your character. Right. And then, and then there's like something like Conan that does the same thing, has the same story path system. But it says to do it randomly. You get mm-hmm. to roll a die. Roll a die where you're from. Okay, you're from Aquilonia. Aquilonia, you get this skills, you got this. Now roll what kind of archetype you wanted to be or what you are. And you keep rolling dice, right? And it says to do it randomly. And then it says if you don't If you, really, if you get something you don't like. Yes. Then just pick. You can yeah. pick where you want to come from. But I decided my one of my first characters I made, and I made it for an online game. I just want, I just want to see how, the, how this random thing works. I wanted to play a sorcerer because I know they're pretty badass. Nobody likes them, though. 
So they're pretty badass, and I'm like, oh, I wanna, I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna roll anyway. So I was as I was rolling, I don't know. I go, this guy might be a sorcerer, and he was right. I'm like, holy crap! And it was really neat, and it was really cool, and like, and much like the dark conspiracy character, you see this this path of where he started and where the person ended up, and it was just amazing. And like I said, just like dark conspiracy, I had this character concept kind of already formed in my head by the end of all that die rolling and then all i did was fill in some blanks and details and you could write a whole history of this character just because of the life path system it kind of shows you tells you what happened like even like uh, one of the things like a significant thing that happened in your life you know in the in the in the role-playing game in the conan one and i rolled something and it goes you're shipwrecked on a desert island I'm like, oh wow, you know, it was just really neat. And there's of course all kinds of things you can. Uh, they have all kinds of things that can happen. That's kind of like a choose your own adventure story yeah, with yeah, dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. It was really neat. And a lot of other games use that kind of life path system. I think if uh, if you play the old, uh, the older now, Fantasy Flight's uh, 40k games. Uh, one is Dark Heresy. I forget the other ones. Uh, the they're. I forget what the other anyway. One is. They use the life path system, and so does a, a lot of the two D twenty systems. They use the life path system. Like uh, I think Star Trek has that same thing. You know, you do decide decide stuff. It's not totally random, but uh, but it's in fact it's it's pretty neat. There's this uh, program that uh, that they have on uh, online. You just go online and you can make a, a, a Star Trek adventures Star Trek adventures character, and all you do is you. You could do it randomly, or you can choose, you know, what, what, you know, so where you want to start, and and you just keep picking things, and then at then at the very end, it spits out your character. Mm-hmm. You can print it out. It's pretty neat. I I uh, I'll probably put in the show notes how you can get there, but because it's a pretty neat thing. Uh, Conan has the same kind of online character sheet maker because it is kind of a lengthy process, and if in if you're not really into that kind of thing, making those kind of characters really getting into the nitty gritty with the with the with the rules. Uh, they just use drop-down menus, bada-bing, bada-boom, and you can make a character. Uh, the One Ring, the first edition, they have an online character creator, and it works really well. They will work really well. Some of them have glitches, like the One Ring has a glitch, but, but for the most part, they work pretty well. And I really like this this type of system. Like I said, it gives you a whole character, and it gives you kind of like a little bit of a background. Another thing that people do that I like to do, too, is I like to come up with a concept of what I want to play, and even before I roll dice, even before anything's to put to paper, like as far as gaming wise, I come up with like just a general concept of my character. For example, my knife thrower. I've been wanting to play a knife thrower for a long time. And the first time it really came to concept was, was in GURPS. My friend Mike was running a GURPS game. We made characters. And I go, oh, I want to make a knife thrower. And in GURPS, it's a point buy system. You do everything with points. And you, depends on how uh, how many points the GM wants to give you. So I was making I was making characters as best as I knew and you, in that game if you really know the rules you can really minim, mini maximize everything. And I didn't really know the rules very well. So I, I made a decent character. And then uh, I went online and I was like, oh knife thrower, Jurps. And somebody had made this one guy, it was ridiculous, right? It was way better than my character. He just was better in everything. But I decided to just stick with my character cuz I could kind of consider that cheating, going online and and uh, using somebody else's knowledge of the rules to tweak their character, my character to 
be as maximized as they can be. So I think it was pretty cool. I think it's really neat. Uh, so I tried, I tried to transfer that to, uh, what is it? We were playing Pathfinder, I think, at the time at uh, Pathfinder Adventures. And my trick was I decided to make it a sorcerer, a sorcerer who threw spells. But in Pathfinder, first edition, you run out of spells. So I'm like, man, if I run out of spells, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in deep doo-doo. But I go, oh, but I'll make him a knife thrower, right? And then because the way the system works is if because if you're human, you get feats and you, there's all kinds of rules and stuff. And because of, of the rules, I was able to make somebody who could throw knives pretty decently. And and I took, a, like, a me, I forget what it was, but I took a couple of feats to help me my character throw knives. And so the famous story is that when I when I was introducing the character to the round the table, I go, oh, yeah, you know, you see me, I'm wearing kind of like a leather armor with these little pockets that have these little pieces of string attached to like small knives and then so when i introduced myself i gave my name and my and i go and i'm a knife thrower so then one guy goes that's not a character class (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but that's what i am he goes well no he goes like no no come on tell me what you are (laughs) i'm a knife thrower i throw knives oh so you're a fighter sure right (laughs) that's what you want to believe i just say then at one point I threw like I threw magic missiles right because like, what the hell when your magic missiles throw out yeah, you throw knives and he goes I thought you said you were a fighter and then he looked at my character sheet the bastard he goes oh you're a sorcerer <laughs> and I'm like oh you jerk anyway so I thought it was pretty interesting I and that was one of my and I still want to play that character more a sorcerer that's a knife thrower or a knife thrower whatever constant well no, no matter what game it is because uh, the the GURPS game didn't last very long we stopped playing pathfinder adventures at for a little while for we only played for a few times before we stopped playing and uh and that was the last time my knife any incarnation of my knife thrower has been out in the wild the latest character i have is i've been attached to gnomes and i made a gnome what is he gun gunslinger he has his big old huge guns that he shoots Knocks him on his ass when he shoots it, kind of. But uh, but I'm I'm really I've always wanted to play that knife thrower, and maybe I'll go back to it. That's one way of making a character is you have this character concept already in your head, right? And and there's systems out there that allow you to make any character you want, more or less, right? Without without well D and D, GURPS, yeah, GURPS, right? And uh, the, some still you know you like you could still roll for your attributes. And the attributes might make it so that wouldn't be a very uh, what is it, well. You can always character. put the whatever your role is. You can adjust where you put it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can move. You don't. Up. You don't have to. Well, depending on your GM. Yes, depending on the GM. Some people don't want to coddle you, but if you tell them you really don't want to go straight down the line, they'll probably let you not go straight down the line. Yeah. So pretty much, you can yeah, in in most D and D and Pathfinder, you can basically play the. The character that you want. Yeah. So you can, for, for the most part, come up with a character concept and this is what you want to play. And you can make a character that will be good at being that kind of character kind of concept instead of like, oh, I want to play, you know, like I said, I want to play a knife thrower. And he comes out with a, you know, a high intelligence, high wisdom, and his dexterity is eight, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, well, I think my knife throwing days are over. <laughs> I guess I'm not going to do that this time. <laughs> and that can happen, but I think, uh, I think for the most part, you can make a character almost any way you want. 
So when you're coming up with a character idea, to me, that's the first thing you should have is a concept of what kind of character you want to play. What do you want to play? Because I think that's what you want to have fun with, right? That's the most, because that's what you want to play. That's how you're going to have the most fun is playing something you want to play. At the same time, I'm stuck with that other end of the stick where I played that COC character. It was not a character concept that he was even came to mind. And I still had a lot of fun playing that game. So, so I think either way, we you can come up with a character concept that you really are interested in playing, and and want to play. And I think that'll, you know, you will have a lot of fun that way. There's other game, other ways that you make characters like Feng Shui, right? They have all the all the archetypes. All, all the archetypes yes. there. You pick one, and then you fill in the blanks. Yes, and I think that's pretty neat too, because I I think in that in in Feng Shui too, you could. Uh, there's I don't know how many character archetypes they have, but there's a whole. There's bunch a lot. Of, there's a lot, and because it, it was a big Kickstarter, and they kept. Well, and then the last one we played with with that Bay was running. Yeah. You you picked like a a Mel Gibson cop and Lethal well, Weapon. Maverick cop. Yeah. Yes. It's actually and, patterned after. And Morgan picked a um, cyborg. A cyborg, and he patterned it directly at because he was looking for Sarah Connor the whole was, the whole time. He was, he was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That was hilarious to me because I just picked a thief and I was and I had a concept that I went with. Right. And I'm like looking at these two guys going, literally they're playing like and they were playing totally over the top too. So it is Feng Shui. Yes. So archetypes I hadn't I hadn't thought about that, but that is a very popular also another method of making characters. And a lot of times you can just pick the archetype and that'll you could just be that, right? There's like there's no rolling involved as far as to. Uh, well, you still have to come up with your it. name, and right, they right. want you need to have a dramatic hook. Yes, things so, like different things like that. Yeah. Right, and, and, that's and, the same way. Like when you're playing um, Tales from the Loop, there, yes. the way that you pick your you create your character is like a mishmash of all the things that you've said. Right, and except Tales, the rolling Tales from the Loop is exactly the same <clears> way. <throat> and I think, and I think, I think just like Tales from the Loop, I talked about Tales from the Loop quite a bit. But just like Tales from Loop, you could probably make a make a character in Feng Shui in the same amount of time or less, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's even less to think about in the in Feng Shui. Feng Shui, because all you do is you come up with one of the sticks, and that's it, and your melodramatic hook, and boom, you're done. Yeah, and and in, your name, you yeah, need yeah, a name, yeah, of course, and then you know a little bit of a background of you got to kind of come up with a background, but like you said, but but the archetypes. Top actually give you ideas yeah. about backgrounds yeah. right and and if you've watched any movies it's not hard to yes. come up with a especially action movies and science fiction movies so i had i i actually did think about the tales from the loop at the very end of my note taking and tales from the loop is also archetype and it's very easy you just pick the character kind of character you want to play a bookworm right uh uh, uh they had a, a hick Somebody like a farmhand, yeah, and the brain and all that stuff. So or the jock. So all these things were pretty easy to to. Uh... I think the archetype makes it a lot easier for people who have a hard time coming up with a character concept, right? Yes, you're given a concept and you can just fill in the blanks. Right, right, and I, and you're right, and and I've said it before is that when when I ran Tales from the Loop. At a convention, it was the first time and the only time that I ever had uh, players make the characters at the table. And what I did is I, I copied a bunch of the archetype 
pages and I said, you can be any of these things. This is how the, and I told them the rules. This is what you do. This is what you do. Step one, two, three, boom, you're done. And it was super, super easy. And they had met, they had characters, they had connections to each other in less than 15 minutes. Yeah. And in Feng Shui, you could probably do it in less. The only thing is, is probably I would cut down on their choices because I think there's like 50. Of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, because so, people could go, oh my God, oh my God, I keep reading. So I would probably make 10 or 12 of them and, you know, and say these are the archetypes available. Unless they already know Feng Shui and they go, oh, I want to play whatever to go. Then, then let them do it. Then let them do it. But I think what's really fun is that if you can make a character in less than 15 minutes, then that's pretty neat. That's good for like games at conventions yes. or or pickup games or whatever you or, want. Or or games where uh, people don't have a lot of experience. Yeah. Right. Or so they're very new to role playing games. You're very new to role playing games, and you go to make a Pathfinder character. You're like, oh, oh my god! No. Right. Where here you go. Here's these are like ten characters you can be, and you just do this. Give them a name. Pick what kind of like special ability you have. And they give you a choice in Feng Shui. They have like yeah. maybe between four. Well, and it's, yeah, Feng Shui is pretty yeah. easy. And then that's it. And a melodramatic hook, like something that, what makes you. And they give you choices on that too. Yeah. I mean, they give you all kinds of they ideas. Give hits. Yeah. 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 No choice. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I guess, and then you can go even further, like something like uh, Fate, where you, you just come up with your character you come up even with your at you don't have attributes but they call them i forget what they call them but they're, they're like attributes they even give you help right like like the there's little the lines the um you know that you have three different things yeah yeah when, when you make the your aspects they call aspects them, that's right? what it is the aspects they they give you hints as far like if you want to be a strong person you could say uh build a strong man and then you go build a strong man in the circus. And then you go build a super strong man, blah, 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 right? So what they're saying is to make the aspects more grandiose. Right. right. And at the same time, uh, make aspects that are kind of could be double-sided, right? Right. It could be negative. There's a, good, there's a good side, but there's also a bad right. side. And, uh, and and that one, you're just making everything up. Uh, I think they do have skills still mm -hmm. in, uh, in Fate Core. As far as uh, you get, you get to make you put points into certain skills. Okay. Okay. Is that it? That's it. This is gaming perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.